If you've been listening to my show for a while, you know how I like to talk about a gut biome test. I call it a fancy poop test. It's a fancy name for a poop test. And it's going to tell us what the ecosystem is in your gut. And why that's important is since food's the best medicine, it's going to tell us, here are your superfoods just for you to eat. Here are the foods for you to avoid. And here's everything else. Eat this a lot. Eat this a little. Now, my team has been very busy and they got an amazing deal. For anybody that wants to do this test, you can do it at home. You don't need a doctor's orders. All you have to do is just go to Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E.com, Viome.com. And at checkout, use the secret code, Julie Ryan, and you'll get more than 50% off. Don't put any spaces in there, just Julie Ryan. It's an amazing test. It's going to give you tons of information. I've done it several times myself, and you're going to be thrilled with the information you get because it'll give you a program just for you. Give it a whirl. Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this week. My intention in doing this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And we have such a treat for you guys this week because we've got Christina Hollinger with us and talk about providing answers to life's unanswerable questions. She is a feng shui expert. So we're going to learn about that. We're going to learn about how it works. We'll probably pull some helpful hints, hopefully out of her for you. And I think a lot of people may not be familiar with feng shui, but I've used it for years, decades. I've used it for decades in my homes. And it, of course, I can scan a home or a room, and I can see what the energy patterns are. And this stuff works, I'm telling you. So Christina, welcome. So Hi, delighted Julie. to have you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let me tell you a little bit about Miss Christina. She's a feng shui expert and author from Chicago. She was recently featured on HGTV. Boy, that's a score. That was, I'll be eager to hear how that all worked. And she collaborated with the Astro Twins, Astrologers of L. I assume that's L Magazine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To develop the course Feng Shui for families and teachers. I come from a family of teachers. So that'll be fun to hear about that. Christina is a red ribbon professional member of the International Feng Shui Guild. That sounds impressive. I have no clue what it is, but it sounds good. And her intention is to help you design the life you deserve. So I can't wait to jump into this because I love feng shui stuff. I don't understand how it works. I know it just works. 
I love that you can read the energy of a room and you can see visibly that it does work. And I think that after practicing feng shui for about 10 years, I am starting to understand why it works and I can try to provide some answers. But ultimately, this is all about making this practice super easy and accessible for anyone who's listening. So what exactly is feng shui? Feng shui is an ancient method that came from China about 2000 years ago. However, I just want to clarify for listeners that the feng shui that I am certified in and what I teach is a specific school of feng shui called BTB school, which was brought to the United States in the 1980s by professor Thomas Lin Yun. So it's, a little bit different than the traditional compass method. The traditional compass method is really all about the compass directions. It can get a little bit complicated and it's very specific. However, the BTB school feng shui, which I use, uses this tool called the bagua map, just like the compass method, but it's all based on your front door. So throughout our conversation today, I'm going to be referencing the front door quite a bit because it's going to help you to understand which rooms in your home correlate to specific areas of your life. So essentially feng shui is helping you to organize the energy of your home so that it feels free flowing. And also you can target specific areas of your life, such as wealth, relationships, career, and change your environment to ultimately manifest and shift those areas of your life. Well, that's what the, my feng shui gal who I used for gosh, 25 years, maybe more retired And that's why I was so thrilled to find you because she did it that way too. And as I was always taught, and when I worked with her, it was the front door as you're facing the front door from the outside, correct? Exactly. Yes. So you're like looking into your home, right? So you're in the front yard or at the curb, and this can be an apartment. It can be a trailer It can be whatever. It's just whatever your home is. And so, all right. And I know there are five elements that go with feng shui. Can you explain what those are? And then how does the whole thing work? Yes. So everything we're talking about right now is exactly what helped me to fall in love with this practice. To me, it just is so straightforward and so simple. And yet it's so profound how quickly it can work. So As I mentioned, the Bagua map, it's a nine square grid that you lay on your floor plan to help you understand the nine different areas of life in your home. And then each area of life is activated primarily by one of the five feng shui elements. So the five elements are wood, water, metal, fire, and earth, and I'm going to use wealth as an example because everyone loves to talk about that area. (laughs) So when you walk into your home, upon entering the far back left area of your home is the wealth area. And when you go to that space, the first thing I'll ask clients is how do you feel in that space? Do you spend time there? Is it one of your favorite rooms or is it sort of a catch-all that is building up clutter and different things like that? Once you can identify how you feel in that space, it's really a metaphor 
for how you're really feeling in that area of your life as well. So how you're feeling financially, if you're feeling uplifted, inspired, elevated, financially secure, stable. And if you want to experience changes and movement in your money, simply spend some time in the wealth area, declutter it with your intention of clearing up all of those things that are blocking you financially from receiving the abundance that you truly desire. And then to your question, to your point about the five elements, the wealth area is mostly influenced by the wood element. So what I would do is I would recommend to add the wood element to that space to energetically activate that space. And if I might share with listeners, the elements can be represented in three different ways. The first way is to activate the element with shape. So for example, the wood element is represented by a vertical rectangle. And what I want your listeners to know is that the shape is the most prominent way to represent an element. So you can add the color of the element, which is the next way, but it's okay if it's not the same color as the element, if that makes any sense. So the wood element is represented by the vertical rectangle. The, sh- the colors would be like green and brown. And then you can, of course, represent the wood element with the actual element itself. So wood furniture, um, even a bamboo plant represents the wood element. And then you kind of go through all five elements are represented in three different ways. And it can be really fun, especially if you like interior design, because your space can look really good and then also feels good and has that high energy that's going to activate different areas of your life. How about putting money in that area, like underneath a rug or underneath a couch or something? Does that work? Oh yeah. So if you're going to add money anywhere with your intention, because your intention is going to be key, put it in a red envelope. Red is a power color in feng shui. It's activating and it's good luck. It's considered good luck in feng shui and it's going to magnify the money. So anytime you're working with actual dollar bills or money, try that. Maybe put a a hundred dollar bill in a red envelope and put it in your purse or in your wallet. And it will be like this money magnet for you. Where do you get a red envelope? Well, you know, go online and I don't want to, I don't want to buy a hundred of them. (laughs) (laughs) You can even, honestly, you can even make a red envelope. You can, you can take a regular paper. You really can, or you can just get a regular envelope and color it red because it's all about your intention. And I also want to say to your point about putting money in the wealth area, a lot of people have money jars where they collect coins. And I just want everyone to know that if you're doing that, make sure it has a lid because a lid is going to energetically hold the money in. So it represents not only the accumulation of money, but also the ability to save it. Interesting. All right. I'm making notes already. You're teaching me new tricks already. And I've done this for a long time. Okay. Cause I have like a little bud vase on the financial line and I put coins in there, but I never, uh, and it's in a cabinet and I never thought to put a lid on it, but that makes sense. Two, two fun stories that I've experienced. One is in my home, there's a lot of glass. And so the front doors, beveled glass, the 
energy comes in the front door and then the whole back of the house is glass. So my feng shui gal had me put these two little mirrors, one on the wall in the front and one on the door, the French door is going out to my deck so that when the, the energy came into the house, it would stay in the house the money energy instead of going flying out the glass out of the back door. So people come to my house and they're in our, in our great room. And they're saying, why do you have those little mirrors on the, you know, like on the baseboard of the house? And I said, well, it's to keep the energy in the house and it bounces back and forth. What a difference. Holy Moses. When I did that about 20 years ago, it was amazing that when I, I can scan houses and buildings energetically. And I see that money line and it looks like a, like a um, big oval that goes from the back left corner to the front right corner on a diagonal in the house. And I can see it when it spins. And if there's something that's blocking it, I'll see an interruption in that spinning. So one day after my mother died and we brought home some of her belongings, I had her china and her crystal in a cabinet, a built-in cabinet that was on that money line. And that money line energy wasn't right. And so I called my feng shui gown. She goes, well, what's in that cabinet? And I said, well, I just put, she said, you put anything new in there? And I said, yeah, my mom's china and crystal. And she said, how'd she feel about money? And I said, there was never enough. She said, get it out of there. I said, where should I put it? And she said, put it in a box in the lower level of your house. Like in the, we have a finished basement. So I put it down there, but instantly, Christina, that financial energy started spinning again, back to normal. That was dramatic when I saw that. The other thing I see for finances is I'll see money. And I don't do this because I think it's an invasion of privacy and it's not my none of my business, frankly, but I can see money coming in through the front door, comes down the street, like it's a a river of money coming in the front door of somebody's house. And so I'll scan that for clients that are having financial issues. And we'll, I'll say, okay, well, you got something blocking that money flow coming into your house. So I see it on the financial line, but I also see it coming into the front door. And I know the front door has a lot of significance, right? For everything coming into the home, not just money. It does. It does. Um, If I could just comment, I'm kind of blown away by what you're saying, because when you talked about the money line going from the far back left area of the home to the front right area of the home on this oval diagonal, the front right area of the home is considered the helpful people travel area. And as a feng shui practitioner, if you have a bathroom in that space, it's very concerning because the helpful people travel space influences your wealth. The way that I usually explain it to people is that you need helpful people in your life to network with and to help support you and to take you to the next level. Like we have, it takes a village, right? We can't do all of this alone. And it also represents helpful people from the spiritual realm. So our guardian angels, the universe, our communication with our higher self and intuition and being connected with that is going to help us make decisions that are for the highest good of all. And so it's just fascinating to me that you just sort of shared that it's, there's, even more to it because you can visually see that how that energy pattern 
really influences people. And back to the money jar, uh, a lot of the times I'll actually tell clients to put their money jar with the lid in the helpful people travel space. That area is activated by the metal element and coins, of course, are circular, which is the shape of metal. And then they're the color, which is silver and copper and gold and their actual metal themselves. So the coins are going to be activating that space, holding that money and holding your intentions for all of the helpful people and all of the progress and financial stability that you're looking to achieve in your life. So just trying to connect it for you. I love it. Well, the front right corner of my house, as I'm looking at my house, is my upper garage. So that corner is open, but my gal had me put up, and this goes with what you're saying. She had me put a picture in a frame on the wall in my garage of a place I wanted to visit. And I have had it up there. I haven't been there yet. It's a place in Europe but I'm going there someday. And she said, it's just going to materialize. So what do I do? Do I put a jar with coins in it in that corner in my garage? I, you know, I'm all about practicality. So if it's not practical for you to do that, you could also lay the bag map on a bedroom or a living room. So what that means is like, if you were to walk into your bedroom, the far back left area of your bedroom is the wealth area and the far back right area of your bedroom is the relationship area. And so depending on where you walk into your bedroom, the front right area of your bedroom is the helpful people travel. So maybe it makes sense to put a coin jar there or in the living room, if that makes sense. So you can get really creative with how you apply the feng shui adjustments. I always wanted to remind people that feng shui is meant to be fun and that your intention is at the heart of everything that you do. So the power of intention is real. And, you know, I don't want your listeners to hear all these tips and then think like, oh my gosh, what if I do it wrong? I really want you to know, like, there's so much flexibility and opportunity to take this information and make it your own and really experience tremendous results. Well, I'm thinking I get a tin, a tin something jar and I put a bunch of coins in it and I put it in that corner of my garage that's open. Do it. Yeah. And And I I love garages because you can do a bunch of adjustments that maybe it would look a little bit silly if you had it in your kitchen or dining room, but in the garage, no one's really out there. So you can do a bunch of stuff out there. (laughs) Yeah. If somebody steals it, you know, okay, that's fine. They needed it more than I did. So that's fine. Interesting. Well, yeah, these are called cures, right? To help, like if there's something that isn't working well, then there's always a cure for that. Am I understanding that correctly? That's what I say. I say in feng shui, there's always a cure. And we also call them adjustments. And to be Uh, to to kind of go back to what you were talking about, about the front door, I would like to circle back to that point because that is absolutely for anyone who's listening. If this, if you're very new to feng shui and you've never done anything before to your home, start with your front door, because not only did you, Julie say that you can literally see the money energy going through the front door. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what that's exactly what the front door is. It's we, we personify the house in feng shui. So when you look at the home, the 
door of your house is considered the mouth of chi or the mouth of energy. So imagine that every time you open up your front door, it's this big inhale and your house is inhaling all of this new, fresh energy. It's inhaling all of the money energy, the new, fresh opportunities, and all the new helpful people into your home and into your life. So when we're looking at how to feng shui your front door, there's certainly a checklist of things that you could do, which I have a course called feng shui your front door and I have a checklist, but just to give you a few quick, you know, examples, imagine that you want your door to be extremely visible from the street because it's like saying to the universe, Hey, I live here and I'm open to receiving all of the goodness and abundance that the universe has to offer. So you might see people, I I personally have a red front door and you've probably seen people with bright colored front doors. And that's extremely, that's great. You know, and if you don't have a bright front door, you could always add a colorful wreath or colorful potted plants next to it, because that is just symbolizing that you are flagging down the energy and the money and the helpful people to your to welcome it into your life and into your home. You want your address clearly labeled, making sure that the lights are working outside of your front door, just different things like that. Well, I've always heard about the red door. So I have cherry wood on my front doors. So it's not red, but it's cherry. So the intention I thought was good. And I'll I'll drive by a home and oftentimes people will have a tree right in front of their front door in their yard. And I'll think, oh, that is such bad feng shui. You need to change that tree. You need to cut down that tree because it's obstructing the front door. Or they'll have bushes that are in, they block the view of the front door. And they'll maybe have a hill. And then I've also read that if a house is in kind of a, a, not a gully, but a, but it's in a little bit of a valley and it it's lower than the street. That's not, that's not optimal either. Right. I know that there are fixes for that, but, or cures for that, but isn't that not necessarily a great thing when you're, if somebody's shopping for a house that you either want it to be on a hill or you want it to be level with the street. Is that correct? I honestly think it's so hard to give a blanket statement, but what I will share is that the earliest school of feng shui, which is where all of the schools derive from, is called form school feng shui. And the biggest thing to know is that having a mountain behind you is going to be the most auspicious thing. So it's actually pretty auspicious to have a big hill behind you or something like a, a you know a bunch of trees or something in your yard to support your home energetically. Mm-hmm. Um, I have learned that if there are like houses that are much taller than yours on either side of the property, then there would be some feng shui adjustments that you would want to do. That is correct. So there's definitely, you know, if you live across from a cemetery or a church, there's adjustments that you would want to do. I mean, you do have to consider the lay of the land and your surroundings impact you. So if you were to get like a feng shui consultation with somebody, they would definitely take a look at the whole overall big picture of your home. Well, that makes tons of sense. And I didn't know that at the time, but the home next to us is taller than our home. It's up a little bit, 
but I planted this row of Leland cypress, these huge evergreens they are about 40 feet tall now. And it's a wall of evergreens between that house and my house. So it sounds like that was probably a good thing that I was led to do. I think so. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Sound good. And then I've got magnolias on the other side. So a bunch of those as well. And these evergreens, the interesting thing about the evergreens is they are 40 feet tall now after 20 years. They were one gallon evergreens. I paid $7 a piece for them when I planted them. And they're now these massive evergreens. And it's just this privacy wall of evergreen. So not only did they grow quickly because of, of all of that, but I think they grew quickly because of the energy that was coming in down the street after hearing what you're talking about. Because when I tell people that and they see them, they say, oh my goodness, you know, we can't believe that they really grew that much, but they did. So, all right, let's back up a little bit. Did you grow up in a spiritual home? Did you, did you have any inkling about feng shui as a kid or were your, was your family into spiritual things or, or this kind of a, a science? It's a science. I know it's a science in the East. So tell us about your childhood. Sure. The interesting thing is my mom is a chiropractor. So she's been always into holistic healing. And so I think that probably plays a huge role into my openness to this. And I believe she's the one who even mentioned feng shui to me or gave me a book on it. She actually just sent me a picture today of her and Dr. Wayne Dyer. She would go to conferences and he would speak there. And so like, it looks like they were like friends forever. It's so funny. He's like, wrapping his arms around her. But yeah, she's the one who introduced me to all of these like self-help books and the seat of the soul and Dr. Wayne Dyer and all of those things. So absolutely, you know, that's kind of, I think my openness to it. When I was 27 years old, around 27, that's when I discovered feng shui. It was right after I had gotten married and I lived in the South loop of Chicago with my husband. And I felt um, I was a little bit empty and just like lost, even though from the outside, it seemed like everything was going perfectly. And so I just decided I'm a Libra. So I love beautiful surroundings. And this is before I knew anything else about my chart, as far as astrology goes. And basically when I discovered feng shui, because I was updating my home, I thought, okay, I'm going to also update the energy of it and try feng shui. And that's when I learned that you have like a career area and a wealth area. And I was pretty much blown away by that and super excited. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't until after I started to do use feng shui and started to manifest all of these different things. That's what opened me up and cracked me open spiritually. Because once I got certified in feng shui, I learned there's a lot of mantras and meditation that's connected to feng shui. So I worked on balancing my personal energy. That is, there's three types of energy we work with in feng shui. We work with your personal energy and balancing that, your environmental energy, which is your immediate surroundings. And then of course the cosmic or universal energy. So that includes the moon phases and where the planets are aligned, if Mercury's retrograde. And it's because of feng shui and because of that work that I started to truly embrace that part of myself. And then it opened me up to like understanding so many more modalities like astrology, numerology, 
human design. And I've just been on a huge path of self-development and it's been pretty profound. So when people ask me, what's the greatest thing I ever manifested with feng shui since I've been practicing for 10 years, I just would tell people that it really helped me to find clarity and purpose in my life and help me expand into ways I never expected I would expand. So for, I think, so many humans, that's like our deepest desires to feel that we're on purpose and that we're expanding into the highest versions of ourselves. So yeah, to answer your question, I kind of grew up in a spiritual home, but I I think feng shui cracked me open to even more. Well, yeah. And when you're in a high vibration with all those other things that you're doing, in addition to the feng shui, when we feel good, we attract more good feeling things. When we feel badly, we attract more bad feeling things. People look at me like I'm nuts when I say, that, but it's true. It's really that simple. And it's all about vibration because everything has a frequency hundred percent of the time. Are you, were you concerned about coming out of the feng shui closet when you put yourself out there? Were you concerned, not maybe so much with your family, because it sounds like they were already used to your mom coming out of the woo-woo closet with Wayne Dyer, but with others, perhaps at work, or with other friends? Did you find that at all? Such a good question. And it's so funny you word it like that because that's totally how I felt. When I went on HGTV, Windy City Rehab in 2020, it was sort of this pinnacle moment because I was on the season finale with Alison Victoria and I helped her do a feng shui space clearing. And it was almost after that moment that it was kind of like, okay, like I can't really hide this from the world anymore because I didn't, I don't think I shared this yet, but I work in public education and I've been working in public education for 15 years. So once that episode came out and everyone knew I was on HGTV doing a feng shui space clearing, it was kind of like, okay, like this is something else that I'm doing, obviously. And It's really interesting because for a long time, I kept those two things very separate in my life. Like here's my feng shui passion project is what I used to call it. Now I call it my business. And then on this side, it was, and I'm a school administrator or now a social emotional learning coordinator for public schools. And one thing that happened last year that I thought was really amazing and this huge culmination of things is that. I was invited to write a short article for my school district on how to feng shui your office space. And I gave five tips and it was so cool because one day it went out to everyone in the district. And one day I walked past this, the security office. He's like the head of security for the whole school district. And I saw he had this tall bamboo plant on the upper left-hand corner of his desk, which is something that I recommend for you if you're trying to grow your wealth and finances, because since bamboo is hollow on the inside, it represents your openness and willingness to receive. And it also represents the wood element and the upper left-hand corner of your desk is the wealth area. So he took that tip, someone that you would never think would practice feng shui or even be into the woo to any degree. And it just made my heart smile. And I do believe that like, coming out of the feng shui closet has just been opened up so many more blessings for me in my life than it has anything else. I don't know. I guess I got in my own way for a long time. And once I got on HDTV, it was like, 
there was no more hiding. So a train has left the station, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you could probably relate. You were absolutely. in business for so long. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I tell this story that when I put my website up, I thought, oh, here we go. And I was giving a talk in, in Austin, Texas, a business lecture to a room of C-suite executives. And after my talk, this guy came up to me and he had his iPad with my ashjulieryan.com website on there. And my picture was on there. And he said, is this you? And I wanted to go, uh, yeah, that's my picture. And I thought, oh, here we go. And he said, well, I'd like to talk more uh, about this with you. Can we sit together at lunch? And I and I smiled and I said, sure, I'd love to. And inside my head, I'm thinking, I'm just going to get pummeled during all of the, the lunch break about this. So I sat at this table of eight people. It was seven men, C-suite executives and me. Nobody wanted to talk about business. They all wanted to talk about woo-woo. And I thought, all right, that's God saying, give up the fear, girl. Mm-hmm. You you put yourself out there, go with the flow and follow where you're led. So good for you. I always say we have golden ovary courage when we step out of our comfort zone. You know, guys have brass balls and girls have golden ovaries. So oh, I love that. Yeah. Good for you that you had the courage to do that and to uh, to move forward with it. And I love the security guy. Did you end up talking to him about it? No, I just smiled in, in my own in my own head, but I, I'm sure I could talk to him. I'll talk to him in the fall when I go yeah, back to work. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See if well, it's worked for him yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. We'll have him get some red envelopes and put some money in. It, and it doesn't have to be a $100 bill. It can be a dollar bill, right? Right. The whole idea though, if you can get a crisp $100 bill, it's just that it does, it is a money magnet in the sense that it's just like a really... Um, you know, even a $50 bill, if that's what you could get your hands on, whatever's going to really represent just that abundance. And I think uh, the more, the more energy is going to money energy, it'll carry for you. Okay. Terrific. Mm -hmm. Well, I know feng shui is ancient. What is it? 8,000 years old or something. I mean, it, it predates Christ. I know it's so ancient. And I know that in the East, people who are developers and building big office buildings and and other homes and things like that they would never think about positioning their home without having a feng shui expert involved with the architects and the designers and i i know of people that what the the movie star that i think of is rob lowe who lives in montecito california he designed his whole home with a feng shui expert. And then he landed his series that I think is still on TV within a year or something, Mm -hmm. but it was all about how was the home position? How was it going to phase that kind of thing? I have a girlfriend that I recommended to my gal, my feng shui gal, who's retired. She had her change the architectural drawing in one area of her house because they had a, a section in a corner that was, was, uh, not a square corner and they changed it before they built the house because it was that much of an an issue. So tell us about that. What about the directions that it faces and that kind of thing? Is that part of the old fashioned compass method? How do you use your techniques? If I came to you and I said, I'm building a house, Christina, 
what's going to be the best way for me to design this house? I've got this lot. I can position it a bunch of different ways. What would you tell me? Most of us have busy lives and we know that we're not getting the nutrients and the vitamins and the minerals that we need. So I'm always looking for easy ways to ingest them. I found one, it's called Beam Minerals. And what I find is that most of us don't get enough potassium, magnesium, and calcium. Those are the big three. And so what Beam Minerals does is it's put all these minerals in a liquid form that's easy to drink because it tastes like water. It's got all these important minerals and a whole bunch of other ones. And I find that they're really helpful. They save me time. They're easy to take. And I suggest that you give them a try. Go to Beam Minerals, B as in boy, E-A-M, minerals, plural, dot com, and use the code Julie Ryan, altogether, no space, at checkout, and you'll get 20% off your order. That's Beam Minerals, B-E-A-M, minerals.com and use Julie Ryan at checkout and you'll get a 20% discount. Give it a try and let me know what you think. You are spot on. If you're going to be looking at which direction your door faces and you want to use the compass method, that's going to be a little bit more like there's the compass method, which is going to really be very granular when it comes to the directions of everything. And then you're also going to look at maybe the flying star feng shui, which is um, combines feng shui astrology. That's going to look at your chart from the feng shui perspective. And like they, the, the expert could tell you, you know, which directions might be very auspicious for you personally and your family. When it comes to the feng shui that I'm you know, certified in and what I teach, the way I would look at it, since it doesn't matter the direction of your front door, I would personally say, okay, if your door is facing north, you're not going to get as much natural sunlight because it's going to be the darkest facing area. So I wouldn't recommend facing north just because I believe and the feng shui that I teach really focuses on light is one of the greatest chi boosters and one of the greatest elevators of the energy of your home. So I would recommend positioning your home where you're going to get the most sunlight and natural lighting throughout your home so that you can open up the shades, raise the energy of not only your home and your spirit, but it's going to light up all areas of your life then when you have more natural light. And to you know, comment on how in the East, they do use feng shui a lot more. One of my friends, Kate McKinnon, um, her, her, her name is feng shui Kate on Instagram. She also works with the Astro twins. Um, she went on a tour of Beijing and she shared with me how she thought it was so fascinating that like, you can literally see competitors or buildings that are across the street from each other. And what they have is these pointed arrows at each other. So what that means is if there, if your building comes to a sharp point and it's pointing at another building, that's sending psychic daggers or invisible negative energy to that other building. So absolutely. If I were going to help somebody with building their home, I would look at the surroundings and try to avoid any poison arrows, or if there are any, you know, 
sharp corners in the surroundings, I would help that person to understand how to protect themselves energetically from that and really just help them to align with what their intentions are. So I think that, you know, in feng shui, especially with the BTB school, what we learned from professor Thomas Lin who was extremely renowned, very well known, traveled and spoke at many universities, talked to the United Nations, spoke at Stanford University, Harvard, all of the big schools. He would teach us that you, even though we teach BTB school, black sect feng shui, what that means is black, the color represents absorbing and appreciating all different schools of feng shui. So I would never say like, oh, well, the compass method doesn't work or anything. I would never say that. I truly believe that all the methods are based in ancient science and tradition and they can all work. Just what I would not recommend is combining the different schools of feng shui without consulting an expert in that, in the field, because I know there are ways to overlap the different beliefs and not to go on and on, but I also do borrow pieces. Like for the lunar new year, we talk about flying star feng shui and where the, um, the flying star is for the five yellows to avoid any health issues. I, I embrace that tradition because I want to protect my family for, from health. And I learned that from my teacher to do it. So I guess I know it's a long-winded answer, but I think it's so important. I think that all the sound bites on Instagram and TikTok, all of that can kind of lose some of the conversation that we're having right now, which is like, yes, there are many different schools and just be, try to like follow one teacher and just be mindful of that. And if you have someone who's helping you design your home, that's great. I'm sure they're going to come from one school of feng shui and they're all wonderful, but they will be the expert in that particular type. Well, I think it's kind of like Christianity when I'm listening to you talk. It's it's all based on Jesus's life, but you got different flavors. You got the Methodists and the Episcopalians and the Catholics and the, you know, whatever. It's all the same thing, but it's just a different spin on it. But you can take things from other other Christianity religions, I guess is what they're called and make it make sense for you. You touched, you touched on color and I, that's where I wanted to go next. You must be part of the psychic friends network with me here. I'm just kidding, but you know, you must be psychic or something when colors, I think that we intuitively know what colors feel good to us and they obviously have an energy Case in point, when we were building our house, we designed our house and I and I had picked out, I wanted yellow because I wanted it to be a happy house in the main areas of the house where all this glass is. And so I had picked out a historic yellow, some kind of Williamsburg yellow. And Tim, my husband and I walked in the house one day and there were seven painters painting this yellow. And I said, stop. And they looked at me like I was nuts. And I said, Tim said, what's the matter? I said, oh my God. I said, it looks like Big Bird's house. It was so bright. And, and the trim is all white. The trim had already been done. And he said, well, we'll get used to it. I said, I am not living in a house where my blood pressure is permanently elevated because of the color of the walls. So I went and I got other yellow and painted it on the wall to see which ones really worked. I found out, found out later that yellow is kind of a tough color sometimes because it looks different at different times of the day. 
But what is it about color and how much of this do we know just intuitively when we are in a room, like you're in a room, you can see my office that I'm in right now is yellow. Yours looks like it's navy, the color of the walls. And it's very soothing and it's very comforting with you having that in your office. For me, I've got yellow, you know, high vibe, fun. I, that's that's just where I come from. So what is, what is it that we know intuitively and what do you, what can you teach us about different colors and the meaning of different colors? Sure. I personally love working with color. The more I get, the more I understand feng shui, the more I realize that even though color is important, um, it's really mostly going to be about your intention. So what I like to tell people is you don't have to color code your house. The colors of the Bagua map. So for example, the far back area of your home in the center is the fame and reputation space. It's the only space that's activated by the fire element and fire is represented with red. Does This does not mean you have to paint your wall red. However, you could, if you really wanted to, um, you know, fame and reputation, just on a side note, is an extremely that's one of my favorite places to focus on. It's not just for people who want to be famous. It's actually representing how you are viewed and perceived in the world. So whenever someone comes to me and they want support in their career, we actually go to the fame and reputation area and they set their intention for how they want to be perceived by clients, potential clients, employers, potential employers, banks for loans, the out, just their community in general, because how you're perceived by others and how you show up in the world is going to influence the opportunities that come to you in your life. So, you know, fire is like that really high energy. Look at me. You're trying to bring in that draw attention to yourself. So of course, red is going to speak to that. And as I talked about earlier, red in feng shui is considered a lucky color. It's a power color. It's great for an interview. It could be great for an interview if you, unless you, it might be a little much, so you can kind of play around with it, but there's something called fashion feng shui. So you can actually wear different colors to embrace the different frequencies of all the different colors. And as I stated, each element is represented by a different ombre of colors. So to your point about the wall behind me, it's actually called Stillwater by Sherwin-Williams. And in person, it looks a little bit more of like a deep jewel green color. And I did a whole article or blog about this uh, because it was a very special project. I'm in my home office, which is actually in the wealth area of my home. So it's the far back left area. I did a collaboration with an interior designer who respected my feng shui preferences, but then she also brought her interior design input and aspect on it. So I have this beautiful jewel toned green feature wall to represent the wood and money energy in my wealth area. And then she, it's kind of like a cocoon because in the surrounding other four, three walls are like this really light white color to, so that the space feels light and airy. And I just want to say one more thing, since we're talking about paint, we have painted our house. We've been living here now for five years. So we've pretty much painted every single room in the house. 
what I like to do before I paint anything is we get out a pencil and we write our intentions on the wall, depending on what gua we're in or what area of life. So since we're in the wealth area, my husband buys into it because he's experienced results. So he's like, all right, Christina, what do you want me to do? But we write down our intentions uh, for our wealth and our abundance, what we want to attract. And then our painter Don comes in and no judgment. He just, he knows our, all of our intentions and he paints over it so that our walls not only are vibrating, um, our intentions through the words, it's also going to be energetically holding our intentions through the color. And one final note I would love to share with people is if you don't want to use the colors of the elements, because again, you don't want to have a red wall in your fame or reputation. What you can do when you're painting is just take um, nine drops of that color to activate the paint. So I've done this before. I actually used white paint in my career area, but I put nine drops of blue for the water element because career is activated by water to get my career flowing. And it did not change the white paint color at all, but it had that blue frequency in it. And we painted the walls like that. So kind of a loaded question, I know, but it just kind of gives you an idea. What's the deal with the number nine? Well, as you know, nine is the highest single digit. So in feng shui, that makes it, we consider that the most powerful digit. And anything that adds up to nine is very considered auspicious. So if, you know, 27, 108, all of those numbers are very auspicious. And I was born on 10, eight, which I don't know, that was kind of good luck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. 10, eight, which, which goes to nine, right? One yes. plus eight. And, and, and the same eight. birthday as Louise Hay. There you go. Well, I, I looked up Bible numbers from uh, one to 12. And those are the numbers that were used throughout the Bible to maintain the consistency of the stories because the Hebrew people were illiterate. You know, most people were back then when those books were written. And I, I looked up nine, nine is judgment last of the digits. Here's the key summation of all man's works. I love that. Cause that goes with what you're talking about with the number nine that it's a powerful, if it's the summation of all man's works, that's pretty powerful. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Look at all this stuff we're learning. How fun is this? All right. I got a question for you about pictures and paintings and artifacts that we can have in our home. I had a situation where, and this was a long time ago, 20 years ago, where I had a CFO that was embezzling money from one of my companies. And I just, when I got through figuring out all the legal legalities and the, you know, all the banking stuff and all of that, I talked to my feng shui gal and I said, all right, what do I need to correct with the energy in my home for that? And we went through what my paintings were and what some of the statuary and stuff like that, that I had. She had me remove all the predatory animal paintings, my son's playroom. We had, I think, lions and tigers. I mean, these were big oil paintings in there because he wanted his playroom when we moved in this house. He was just turning seven. So we have giraffes and we have elephants and stuff like that. She said, no predatory animals. She had me get them out of the house, 
Christina. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it, there was a st- there were statues of predatory animals. But the other thing was there was a statue of Captain Hook in the in my son's room. It was one of those Disney ceramic stuff. I mean, it was one of those collector items things. She said, put it in the box and put it in the basement. She said, what's Captain Hook? He's a crook. He's a pirate. What does he do? He steals money and treasure. Mm-hmm. She said, get that out of the house, out of the main living areas of the house. Wow. And I haven't had a problem since. But that was pretty dramatic where she went right to those things. She said, get those. I I sold the paintings at a garage sale, I think, or something. And uh, I mean, the frames were worth more than anything with those. But what what are your thoughts on that? It made a difference because I haven't been embezzled since. I haven't had anybody try and steal from me since. But any thoughts on that? Oh, I absolutely love it because I think what people find very fascinating about feng shui is that it is a metaphor for your life and that it's so symbolic. And when I go through consultations with people, for example, it's very common. If someone is looking to be in a relationship, we look at the imagery on their walls and wouldn't, you know, there's pictures of, you know, a woman walking solo on the beach, looking out into the ether, you know, and it's like, but you want to be in a relationship. You have all these pictures of single people and your home tells a story and your imagery, the imagery you surround yourself with tells a story. So for example, we try to tell people that if you have an entryway in the career area, the career area is in the front center area of your home. It's activated by the water element. So it's great to have imagery of water or watercolor paintings in that space to get the flow of energy and the flow of money going in your career and in your life. But a couple of key things to know is that if it's a picture with like a ship or something, you want it to be flowing into your home or the waves need to be flowing into your home. So the money is flowing in. And then also making sure that it feels good. Like, I don't know, you know, if there's an, an image of a thunderstorm or it's a cloudy picture, is that really bringing you joy? And I think sometimes when we look at our paintings and we look at the imagery and we look at it from the lens of, does this bring me joy? And is this inspiring me? What, it, what story is this telling? It can really make you I mean, I think that after just what you've shared, Julie, I think listeners could truly assess their home and kind of just do a walkthrough. And once, if you go on my site and get a free bagwa map at christinahollinger.com, you can get the bagwa map, you can lay it on your floor plan, and you can kind of go through each room and each gua and ask yourself, what, if I'm in my family area, what pictures and paintings are here? And what is it saying about my relationships, with my family? And if you're struggling in that area of life, it might be really interesting to see what's there. Well, I had a picture of a waterfall. I had a painting of a waterfall that was in the main part of the house. She had me get it out of the house. She said, it's too frenetic, the energy. And mm-hmm. I did. It, it was pretty wild. But it worked. Everything that I've done worked so far. So <laughs> I truly believe in this stuff. And then I and then I can scan 
what's happening with the energy in there as well. There seems to be a cure for every issue. Is there something that is, can you give us a couple of examples? I gave the one about the mirrors that were bouncing back and forth. And, and my feng shui gal had me put uh, plants. I have topiaries on either side of my French doors that are my front door. And then I have the snake plant like you have on either side of the French doors in the back to slow it down. She, she said, she told me to go get a snake plant. And she said, it, it's also known as the mother-in-law tongue. <laughs> in the old days. So why the snake plant? I don't remember why she told me to get those, but I did. I've had them for a long time. Why do you have a snake plant? I just, I personally like it, but here's the interesting thing about plants is in general, they represent the earth energy, so they can be very grounding, but then you also have to consider the shape. So when you look at the snake plant, it kind of looks like fire energy and it, and it's kind of like the, the flames of a fire. So I'm just wondering if the French doors are at the back center of your home and the family reputation. And she wanted to add that fire energy for you so that it would influence how you're seen and perceived by the outside world and add the fire element. She wanted to keep the money inside the house too. Yeah. So it didn't come flying. And it's grounding, floor. right? Grounding. Yeah. So yeah. that that earth energy slows it down for sure. So I think yeah. it was maybe dual purpose. And also in feng shui, when we talk about that, the red power color and adding fire element, it's not only is it activating energy, but we use red a lot in feng shui to stop energy from, as you said, going out the door um, and doing different things like that. When you're designing a kitchen, for instance, my ovens are right next to, now there's a cabinet wall in between them, like a thin one of the cabinetry, but it's right next to my refrigerator. And she had me put a mirror on the side of the refrigerator that faces the ovens. So I pulled out the refrigerator, you know, God bless my husband. Cause I came up with all this list of things that we needed to do. And he just was rolling his eyes, but what the heck? So I got a flat mirror that, and I put the, I put double-sided tape on it and I stuck it to the side of the refrigerator. So it would reflect the heat of the oven off of the refrigerator. But I don't remember what the drill was on that. Why we did that. Can you explain what that that's, it is still there. That mirror is on the side of my refrigerator in my kitchen. Well, one thing I just want to point out is I love how you pulled the refrigerator out and you placed the mirror where it was unseen to the naked eye. Right. I am all about feng shui adjustments that don't look awkward, you know? And I just think that that's the fun part about feng shui is that you can add mirrors as cures in specific areas and they're not, they don't have to be noticeable. You can conceal things and then you can kind of pick and choose depending on what your intention is and the severity of the issue. I mean, if it's a very severe issue and the adjustment might look a little awkward. I think most people are willing just to, to do it because they really want the energetic support and help. But there, I feel like in feng shui, there's so many ways that you can incorporate an adjustment without making your house look like there's a bunch of, you know, awkward things going on. <laughs> so, and then to your point about the mirrors, I would honestly need to probably see 
exactly what your floor plan looks like because there's a couple things that come to mind. Number one, your stove and your oven represent your money and your inflow of abundance. In fact, all of the burners on your stove represent money coming in from different sources and different resources. So it's highly recommended to use all of the burners throughout the week and rotate through the burners. Mm -hmm. You know, I think a lot of people tend to favor one or two burners, but then you're not tapping into all of the opportunities of money that could be coming in from different sources. So in one way that what I would say about the stove is that in feng shui, we consider it to be the most auspicious to be towards the back of the house. The back of the home is where your finances and your money is going to be the most secure. So sometimes in the feng shui consultation, if the stove is kind of towards the front of the house, we try to pull up, pull back the stove energetically with a mirror. In regards to the refrigerator, again, that's another key element that represents your capacity to receive, your capacity to hold on to money, and it represents your abundance. So I'm wondering if, like, for example, I tell clients all the time, like, it's really great to keep your refrigerator full. And if you struggle with keeping it full with fresh foods, then get a few gallons of water to keep in the refrigerator so that it's It'll work more efficiently, energetically, actually. Um, And then it will also hold more money and more abundance in your life. So I'm wondering, I don't know exactly if the frit, if the mirror is pulling your stove back perhaps, or if maybe there's some reasoning why she didn't want like maybe the stove burning up the money energy of the fridge. It's it's built-in ovens. The stove, the cooktop's mm-hmm. not there. It's not attached. It's separate. Oh, it's so ovens. It's built-in okay. ovens that are in the cabinet. And then it's, you know, one of those built-in um, refrigerators. But it was something about that the fire was going to, the, the energy from the refrigerator was going to put out the fire and we wanted to have the fire there. I don't know. But I still got the mirror on my refrigerator that points towards my built-in ovens. There you go. Is, is what's going on there. All right. Let's talk about health real quickly. What's the health area of the house? Are there a couple of things that everybody can do to help us have healthier bodies, not only ourselves, but also our family members and anybody that lives in the house? Are there a couple of couple of tips you can suggest? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's so important, especially nowadays, right? Um, the health area, when you look at the Bagua map, it's the center of your home. So ideally the health area is pretty clear as far as clutter and it's more open not ideal to have a bathroom there, but don't worry in feng shui, there's always a cure. I actually have a course called feng shui for bathrooms. So if you happen to have a bathroom in the health area, you can kind of check that out and find out ways to stop the draining energy from your health. Or of course, if you have bathrooms in the money areas, um, as far as, you know, what you can do in 2022, if Assuming that this is going to air in 2022, the five yellows happens to be in the health area. This is not always the case, but this is just 
for your listeners to know that the five yellows is in the center health area of the home. So the cure this year is to put a metal wind chime in the center of your home. You could hang it in a cabinet where no one sees it or hang it behind a curtain. And that's supposed to protect you from the five yellows. And then in 2023, the five yellows moves location. And wherever the five yellows is, you want to hang that metal wind chime to protect your family from any, you know, illness or anything like that or misfortune. What are the five yellows? That is part of a flying star feng shui tradition. So that is one of those pieces that as a BTB practitioner, we've kind of borrowed and we respect and, you know, follow that kind of piece. It's just, um, a, it's, it's an energy. It's an energy that moves around throughout your home. So I have a wind chime. I, I guess I just did this. I didn't know why I was doing it, but I have a wind chime on the deck on the back of my home and it's in the center of my home. Does that count? So when you're looking at your home from like that aerial view, and if you were to count like the entire bag on map, like on your entire yard, is that what you're Mm -hmm. saying? Sure. I'm looking at it from up above and the deck is off the center back of the home. And I've got wind chimes there. Do those count even though they're not inside the house? I am referring to the inside of the home. Mm-hmm. However, as I stated, you know, you can lay the bagel map on just a room or you can lay it on your entire lot as well. So it's kind of a, mm-hmm. for you, Julie, what I would say is you can still do the wind chime adjustment in the health area for 2022 inside of your home for extra protection. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if that doesn't feel comfortable to you, or you don't like that idea, you could set your intention that the wind chime that you have in the center of your lot is protecting your family. Um, it is in the center. That's yeah. interesting. So you could, and maybe that was your intuition. You are psychic. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that could be a part of it. And, you know, just for listeners, I literally, it's so amazing. I have just been struggling, you know, as I'm getting older with like, not only eating healthy, I do Pilates, reformer Pilates at least once a week, but not a lot of cardio. I've just been really struggling as far as like just maintaining like healthier habits and lifestyle. So what I did is we actually have a, like a desk, it, our health areas in our kitchen and we have a refrigerator in the health area as well as like a desk that has been getting cluttered and piled up with like kids toys and knickknacks that they don't really play with anymore. And it just became a catch all for like files and different things like that in the cabinet. So what I did is I went through the drawers and through the cabinet with my intention that I'm decluttering and getting rid of things that no longer serve me to make space for healthier choices, healthier habits, helpful people that are going to help me with my health. You know, I want to sleep better. I want to look better, feel better. All of these intentions are sort of going through my ha- my head as I'm decluttering. So I'm thinking about what it is I'm ready to release. I physically release all of the clutter and all of that. And within a couple of weeks, a lot of really helpful people and solutions came into my life. So yeah, it could be as simple as going to the center of your home and looking around and thinking, you know, 
are there, is there a, a plant is great in the wealthier, excuse me, health area because plants represent the earth element and the health area is activated by earth. So if you have a plant in the center of your home, is it flourishing? Is it healthy? And if not, can you revitalize it or get a new plant? If you don't have a plant, putting a fresh vase of flowers there every single week in the center of your home will elevate your vibrancy and your health and wellness. And one more thing I want to share about health before we move on is I also work with feng shui crystals. I don't have one on me, but it's this multifaceted crystal that we work with in feng shui. And you could place one in the health area with your intention. Um, or I guess any crystal really is going to represent the, the earth element, place it in the center of your home with your intention. And essentially what you're doing when you place a crystal in the health area with your intention with your intention is you visualize that this crystal is radiating out to all other areas of your life. Because when you think about it, since the health area is in the center of your home, it's the only gua in the center of your home. It's going to, it touches upon all areas of your life. So your health and well-being, your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being is going to influence and impact all facets of your life, including your career, wealth, relationships, et cetera. Wow. Well, I could talk to you all day long, girl. I have many, many more questions. So we're going to have to have you back. I think it would be fun to have you on the show live sometime and just take callers questions. We'll, we'll oh, set yeah. that up and it will, it will let everybody get to know you a little bit and then they can submit their questions and we'll, we'll answer them live. How can people get in touch with you? How can they hire you? Do you work remotely or do you have to jet into wherever they are to work with them? Happy to jet in. That would be super fun. Um, but yeah, I do offer virtual consultations for convenience purposes. And, you know, like I said, happy to jet in if that's what you want to do. Um, you can find me at ChristinaHollinger.com, Christina with a K, Hollinger.com. And everything is listed there. You can contact me through my email. You can look at any of my services. Um, I'm also, I'm pretty active on Instagram and TikTok. So I, I resisted TikTok for a really long time, but I'm actually having a lot of fun over there. There's some good conversations going on and you can get a lot of information there from, from that as well. Um, yeah, and that's, the, oh, and honestly, if you go to christinahollinger.com, get my free feng shui 101 guide. It's, I basically, after 10 years of practicing feng shui, I've really narrowed it down to three quick, easy steps to help you align with your dreams and desires using feng shui. And then it comes with like short little videos that you'll get um, to help you with each of those three steps. And it's just a nice way to kind of get introduced to it and hopefully not overwhelmed with it. Wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to join us and to teach us about all this woo-woo feng shui division uh, energy that we can utilize and it's ancient as most of this woo-woo stuff is, all of it is. Mm -hmm. And it's a way that we can help improve our lives and, and improve our health and our relationships and our finances and all of that. So thank you for, for joining us and, and teaching us about that. Okay, everybody, that's it for this week. I will be back next week with a regular show, but sending you lots of love Mwah! from Sweet Home Alabama and from Chicago too, from Christina.
and I'll see you soon. Bye now. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.